there are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. It's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then, Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the ladies. A lot of people here today felt like they lost. You know what? Now, experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was that was the, the case. Thought that was that was the, the case. Welcome to the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast about conspiracies. My name is Luke. I'm Salty. I'm Cam. Hello, boys. What's going on? Not much. Not much. What's going on with you? Same. Same? Same? Yeah, same. What are we talking? Today we are going to be talking about the assassination of Abraham Lincoln and the extrajudicial execution of John Wilkes Booth. Jeez. Did either of them even happen? Quite the oration just then, Ken. Mm. But before we do that, we'd like to thank Tom, our $33 sponsor on Patreon. Thank you, Tom, for that. And thank you to all of our other Patreons. You can join them at patreon.com slash hypothpod. Get yourself some sick buttons or pins, as well as exclusive content every week. Mm, exclusive content's good. Yeah. If you're not getting that for $3. But right now, we're talking about the assassination of old Honest Abe. Was he honest? Yeah. Why was he called that? He was honest. Just about everything. Just famously honest. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, ass looks big in those pants. <laughs> Jesus, Abe. Well, wasn't that George Washington's thing that he cannot tell a lie? I cannot yeah. tell a lie. I chopped down the apple tree. Yeah. That's I, a Sesame Street thing, isn't it? No, I just know it from the Norm Macdonald stand-up bit. About right. It. It's like, how, how creepy is that? You cannot tell a lie? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure why he was called old on a stage. I think from some of the stuff I was looking at, he was quite uh, blunt. Ooh. Uh, when his wife, Mary Todd... Uh, got quite into spiritualism at one point. She had a seance at the house. Yeah. And uh, apparently afterwards, yeah, he put up with a bit of seancing around right. the place just because it made her happy. Mm. But apparently after one, he took her up to the window and pointed at the uh, asylum on the hill and said, let's cut this out. Let's, uh, you don't want to end up in there, <laughs> which is very honest. It's also, I don't know if I believe this because... It's really convenient that he's got a window that's looking at the asylum. <laughs> like, is that, does anyone have a window looking at the asylum? If, if it, you live near an asylum, yes. If he was yeah. overly honest and overly blunt, would he these days be called old Asperger's Abe? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so. So we talked about him last week. Yeah. yeah. And whether he was black or not. Yeah. Now we're going to talk about whether he's dead or not. Yeah. 
He's probably dead by now if he wasn't dead then. Well, that's what they want you to think. Yeah. Jeez. So, the assassination of Abraham Lincoln happened on April 14, 1865. He was assassinated by the well-known stage actor John Wilkes Booth. Very well-known. Mm. Not, not as well-known as his brother. Yeah. Apparently, Lincoln was a huge fan, though. Mm. He wasn't a fan of Lincoln. Yeah, no. Yeah. It, it was, Obviously. It was a, a one-way fandom. <laughs> um, Lincoln was a booth, booth stand, but it was, didn't go both ways. Yeah. So, his dad was like the Shakespearean actor of all time. Mm. And then his brother came along. And I don't. I think he, his dad thought his brother was rubbish. This is Edwin Booth. Yeah. And he's like, uh, you can't act. Like he yelled at his brother because he wasn't good at doing a Shakespeare yeah. thing. You can't act. You can sing and you can dance, but you're only a double threat at best. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then when the, the dad passed away, the the son had been honing his craft and then suddenly became the number one. He, yeah, right. he, sur- he surpassed his dad in Shakespeare. Now that um, his dad wasn't there every day bagging him out. Yeah. yeah. Tearing down <laughs> his self-confidence. Um, and then... Did he kill his dad? Maybe he killed him. No. Maybe it's mm. another another episode, <laughs> um, but John Wilkes was also quite famous. Mm. I've heard him describe like described as like the level of say a Drew Barrymore fame. All oh, right, uh, right, of the time. Uh, Brad Pitt, his brother, was described as of the time that kind of fame. So he'd be like the brother of Brad Pitt. Yeah, I was thinking him as like a Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, with the the River Phoenix brother. Yeah, you know, the more talented. Yeah. Is that fair? Was River Phoenix more talented than Joaquin? <laughs> no, I think he just died. Dude. Yeah, I don't think we got a chance to really yeah. see River Phoenix shine. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so very famous actor. Yeah. So, like, I, I guess someone that most people, if not all people, knew about. Knew about. Within if, America, I yeah. Guess. yeah. But if, like, you know, say in Australia, if uh, Alf from Home and Away murdered someone, yeah, you'd be like, oh, that's a bit much. Yeah, mm. Stone the Crow's elf. Jesus. I also thought maybe a bit of a Joaquin Phoenix in the sense that he was, you know, had the potential to be a Hollywood A-list heartthrob, and then he just started going on about the Confederacy. Is that what? <laughs> no, Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix went went off the rails, didn't he? Yeah, for a bit. Yeah, but was was he doing that for a bit though? Oh well, yeah, were you saying for a bit as in for a while, or for a bit as in for a joke? For he was very committed to his um. Crazy bit, and then he put out a movie. Mm. He's like, "Oh, I wasn't really crazy, although was I?" James Doing Woods, the... he's gone full on alt right these days, right. which is probably about where I Booth is. Heard someone talking the other day about Jim Carrey, and his whole thing about not giving a shit anymore was just him prepping for this show that he's on now. Oh, kidding! Which is about a really famous kid comedian who just decides that. Life's not worth living anymore and right. wants to do shows teaching kids about death and because <laughs> yeah. nothing matters. Becomes overly honest. Yeah. Like a certain politician we know. Honest Abe. Yeah. So. So, April 14, 1865, our American cousin is showing at Ford's Theatre in Washington, D.C. Apparently a very hilarious play. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lincoln died laughing, they say. He died laughing. He was having a big laugh. He well, died doing what he loved the best. <laughs> That's what John Wilkes waited for a moment of big laughter mm. to cover up the sound of the gunshot. Mm. 
Um, and because he was a stage actor, he knew what where it was going to land. Yeah, he waited. He used all of his acting skill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I know exactly which line will most amuse. Yeah, it's so, not like laughter comes up gunshot really well. No, I, by all accounts, everyone heard it immediately. Yeah, should, it's a freaking gunshot. Should have done it through like a Don Giovanni performance or something when all the fireworks and shit go off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would have been way more epic as what well. An, what an idiot. <laughs> Uh, so, so John Wilkes Booth goes to the theatre to kill Lincoln. He gets into the president's like box, mm-hmm. which is a special box at the Ford Theatre for just for the president. I think he rigged the door earlier, so it couldn't be locked. Oh, did he? Because he he gets through by saying, "Oh, I'm here to. I just I just have a message." Yeah, I thought he rigged, I thought he rigged it so that it could be jammed from the inside. Yeah, yeah. So that he'd go in there and lock it, uh, and okay. no one could get in. Yeah, because he the, yeah got he got there quite early, jimmied the lock something, mm. and then had to go wait in a pub for four hours. But yeah. he he went in. They let him through because you know it's John Wilkes Booth, mm. the famous actor, not the most famous actor, mm. but quite famous. Hey, Wilksy. Who your brother's doing good. Yeah. Oh. Ah. So he's that, like, that's like how Kanye just gets to go hang out with Trump, right? Yeah. I'm Kanye. Yeah. Kanye's gonna murder Trump. <laughs> you heard it here. God, imagine. So <laughs> is Booth the the Cut that if we think it's potentially liable. <laughs> is Booth the Kanye of his day? No. Because Booth was pro. Booth was anti. The president. Mm. Kanye's pro the president. Mm, for now. For now. Mm, fair point. Anyway, he gets into the box. Mm. He locks it behind him. He puts a big stick through mm. as part of the thing so it can't be opened from the outside. And, and you want to go through... Yeah, you can see the president. Why have you got a stick, though? Yeah. <laughs> hey, fine, fine looking stick you got there, Booth. <laughs> good, good stick work, Booth. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that gun's looking pretty good, too. Yeah. Keep it up. Then he shoots Lincoln in the back of the head, yeah, behind the ear, mm-hmm. and I think he also st- there's a guy in there as well, Sayward, mm. stabs or he tries, he slashes. No, Sayward was another guy. It was like a senator or something that was in there. So Sayward was the other guy that was part of the plot. Yeah, who got he got stabbed by one of Booth's accomplices, yeah, yeah, but didn't can, die. Yeah, we'll get into that further on, I think. But someone else in the in the box gets stabbed. Yeah, and then he jumps from the box to the stage. Yeah, if he wanted to do it silently. Don't do that. No, the stage is no. where everyone's looking. Yeah. 15 feet drop as well. Yeah. Mm. Broke his leg. Yep. But still, he's an actor. Yeah. Actor's going to act. Yeah. He delivers his famous line, possibly, <laughs> sick semper tyrannis. What does that mean? I think it's Latin for like, as to all tyrants or something, something like that. Why did you build up that line and then not know what it means? Oh, because I forgot. Oh, I've consumed yeah. so much Lincoln and okay. this was like the first thing I learned about. And it's like, they're not even sure if that's what he said. There's differing accounts. Uh, okay. He said six 70s Tiranas. Yeah. <laughs> it was like telling the future of Australian cars. <laughs> or it's like six Semper Tyrannosaurus. Yeah. You got this body lizard. Just sorted that out for you. <laughs> uh, so he breaks his leg, yells yeah. out a, a sweet line. Yeah. And then he runs out. Yeah. Someone's waiting for him with a horse. I think he had a horse waiting. Mm. Jumps on the horse. Runs out on a broken leg and jumps on a horse with a broken leg. And what a man. The horse has a broken leg? No, he's like... Oh, okay. If you had a broken leg, I think it takes a lot of work from both your legs to get onto a horse. Yeah, okay. Unless it was crouching down. Horses don't sit down. 
which they do. Not how horses work. You don't go boop, boop, and it stands up or sits down when you want to get on it. Anyway, jumps onto his horse. And then he... Flies into the night. He flees Washington, D.C. Uh, I've seen... I'm not sure how true this is. Apparently, all of the roads out of D.C. were closed, mm. except for the one that he took. Right. It was lucky. I also saw a, a different account of it where... The road that he went to take out was closed, but he knew the password to get out because right. they, some general had come to them. They didn't normally have a password system, but some general had come to them earlier in the day and said, oh, by the way, if anyone comes through using this password, yep. let them through, even though you normally wouldn't let anyone through. Right. But then the, that's what one person who was working on the bridge that night says happened. Right. And one other guy's like, nah, he just looked fine. We weren't that strict about the bridge thing. You know, you... If you want to get out of DC, can't blame you. Yeah. Like, minor threat isn't going to be around for another 120 years. Like, the whole DC hardcore scene is a long <laughs> way off. There's nothing here. I drifted away to read my notes just then. Came back, camped all about minor threat. <laughs> How do we get here? DC hardcore, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think the password would have been for the bridge? Oops. It was um big boobs. It was TB Road, <laughs> boobs with a Z. What? Why was it TB Road? Tuberculosis. No, well, nobody knows. Huh? I guess it's yeah. All right. So he escapes Washington DC and then he goes on the run. I think he was heading for Mexico. Yep. He goes to the house of was it a uh, Mary Surratt? Mm-hmm. Where he gets his uh, leg tended to by Doctor Samuel Mudd, from whom. I did see things saying this is where the expression "his name is Mud" comes from. Really, but I think surely that could just come from not being water, quite, right? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. no one is pro mud unless you're like an eight-year-old making a mud yeah. pie, or a pig, <sighs> or a pig. Yeah. Yeah, I guess maybe though, or a, a golem. Oh yeah, I think though. Yeah, maybe it comes from that. Like no one. Mud maybe was had more positive connotations back in the day. You make things out of it, make a little mud pie. It's fun. His name is Mud. Yeah, my house is made out of mud. Yeah, good, strong, reliable. Yeah. Now it's like, oh, his name is Mud, like that bloody traitor Mud bloke. Yeah, but then wouldn't it be his name is Booth? Like, <laughs> why is Mud? You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to coin a phrase in this whole scenario of someone with a bad name, mm. you'd make it the guy that actually did the shooting. Also, the bloke's a doctor. What kind of doctor is he if someone rocks up with a broken leg and he goes, sorry, mate, I know you just off the president. I'm not here. I'm not fixing you. Hippocratic oath. Like sign Thank an you oath. Very much. Mm. Yeah. Was that even around then? It would have been. Eight. Surely. Yes. The Hippocratic oath. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I mean, I know that it predates like. Hails so, from ancient times. Yeah. Probably. But so like when not, did it become a thing that people had to sign? Yeah. Let's not trash the bloke's character just because he did his job and followed the oath he signed when he became I a doctor. I wasn't. Cam was. Yeah. Jeez, Cam. Cam. Um, so Mary Surratt, her house was, it was a boarding house where they used to meet. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll probably talk about this a bit, a bit later, but there was a group of people that were all together with Booth and they were going to, they were conspiring together. Yeah. It was first, an conspiracy. First conspiracy of the day. <laughs> uh, yeah. So then he, he fled, he flees, he's heading to Mexico, but he ends up getting caught in a barn. So at the same time that uh, Lincoln was being assassinated, there were supposed to be two other assassinations happening. Uh, the Secretary of State, William Seward, 
supposed to be killed by Lewis Powell and David Herald. And a guy called George Atzerott was supposed to be killing the vice president, Andrew Johnson. Ooh. Uh, the attack on Sayward failed. They, they wounded him, but they didn't manage to pull it off, even though there was two of them. Mm. And also, one guy managed to kill one dude. Mm. So the Seaward one was weird because he wasn't beard because he'd been in a carriage accident. Right. Um, so like the bloke, for some reason, gets led into the house. And then maybe has to has a scuffle and then tries to get him. But you can't kill someone in bed. You've done a pretty bad job. Yeah. yeah. Someone in bed who's in bed recuperating from injuries. Yeah. <laughs> um, but late, later on, his like two weeks later, his wife died. Mm. And they reckon it's because like, they'd had the carry, quite a bad accident and then the, the shock of her husband being attacked in bed. Just, he died. Right. Meanwhile, George Atzerott didn't even try. <laughs> he, um, <laughs> He lost his bottle uh, in one sense, but found a bottle in another. He went out and just got pissed. Probably the right move, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Well, we ended up with the, the famously drunk Vice President Andrew Johnson becoming president. Mm. He loved a tipple. Turns out they have peas in a pod. Apparently the Lincolns were really mad at him because it was the inauguration of his second term. It had just been a few weeks earlier, I think. Mm. Johnson was like visibly slush. Don't you wish we could go back to those days? Do you know who else was at the inauguration sitting nearby? Mm. Only John Wilkes Booth. Yeah. Big enough celebrity to get there to get a ticket. Yeah. Um, And he said, this is where he sort of came up with the the plan. Uh, But his initial plan was to kidnap him. Right. And, but he said, uh, after the fact, he said, uh, uh, it was an excellent chance to kill the president if I had wished. Mm-hmm. And then that hatched a little seed in his mind and he hatched a plan to kidnap him, but for some reason... He was kidnapping while he was going to the theatre. Well, because they, they were going to kidnap him because the union had stopped uh, prisoner exchanges with mm. the Confederates. And so the idea was that they were... Which all of these guys had cooked up together was they were going to kidnap Lincoln and then hold him for ransom to either get the prisoner exchanges back on, or maybe if Lincoln was that good a, a prize, mm. maybe even win the bloody war. Yeah. Ooh. Which was probably a little overambitious. Mm. But they could have maybe swapped Lincoln for a bunch of Confederate POWs. Yeah. They tried to kidnap him, but he changed his plans mm. from uh, the round he was going to take. How did they know what round he was going to take? Interesting question. But he changed his plans anyway, and it failed. And that's when they, yeah, they were like, "Oh, well, why don't we just murk him?" Well, I think because by the time they murked him, everything was settled anyway, so it wouldn't have helped the war. No, yeah, yeah, the war was sort of wrapping up at that mm. point. They they lost some really key battles. Mm. Mm. So yeah, two more two more attempts happening. Um, so it wasn't just a, a you know in history it's John Wilkes Booth, but there's a, a whole squad involved. Yeah. Do they all have triple banger names? No, I think he was the only one. Mm. Uh, yeah, all right. Where's the conspiracy here then? Well, there's been, there were consp- other than the obviously conspiracy to kill the president. Well, there were conspiracies about who was really behind it from basically the beginning. Mm. I never really knew this. Mm. I always thought, oh yeah, if someone you know, does it, it's not like JFK where they did it <laughs> from a window and it's like no one actually saw them do it. Mm. He did it in front of people. In the box, he jumped from the box onto a stage. Breaking his leg. Yeah. Making a spectacle of himself. 
So I always thought, oh, well, that's that one wrapped up. Apparently, even from the beginning, though, there was conspiracies mm. about whether there was perhaps even a larger group behind this little group. Mm. So was it, was it a larger Confederate conspiracy rather than just these pro-Confederate people doing it on their own? Mm. Uh, maybe. Was it the was the group the Know Nothings? Where do they come into this? Did you hear about read about them? Um, so I think they were a Confederate group, but quite religious, and they they were the Know Nothings because if anyone asks, you know nothing. Yeah. Right. Um, and the Schultzes. Yeah, John Wilkes Booth was one of the Know Nothings, yeah. um, and Abraham Lincoln had said, "As a nation, we began by declaring that all men are created equal. Uh, we now practically read it." All men are created equal except Negroes. When the know-nothings get control, it will read, all men are created equal except Negroes and foreigners and Catholics. Um, quite often Lincoln's take taken out of context and quoted as just saying the horrible bit right. attributed yeah. to him, not that he's, yeah. Um, so, yeah. There were a bunch of Catholics involved in the plot, though. Mm. So there was a suggestion that it was a Catholic plot. I think even uh, Mary Serrat's son fled the country and turned up at the Vatican. Yeah. Right. And so the, one of the conspiracy theories about who was the larger group behind it, so people say the Confederates, I, I think one of the big Confederate guys was Jewish and had some sort of connection to the Rothschilds. Right. So there's a suggestion that either the Rothschilds yeah. or, you know, the grander Jewish conspiracy was behind it. Uh, for what reason? Not known. Maybe the Rothschilds were playing both sides of the war mm-hmm. for maximum profit, as they do. Uh, not that sure is if, classic Rothschild. Yeah. Mm. Not sure why the Pope was sticking his mitre in, but uh, those were a few suggestions. Either the Jews or the Catholics. And that was like at the time, people were like, "Yep." Yeah. One of the newspapers. There was a. A lot of newspapers are like, oh, next day, Lincoln assassinated. Very sad day for the nation. Nation in mourning. There's a few newspapers that are like, Lincoln assassinated. Oh, yeah, this is pretty good. Mm. (laughs) We didn't like him much. And one of them printed stuff that uh, was not accurate about, like, the other people being killed. Mm. Oh, that's right. It was Lincoln and Johnson were announced Mm. dead by one of the papers. Yeah. It's like, all right. Fair enough. In this 24-hour 1865 news cycle, <laughs> you, you don't always get the facts right. I was like, what if you were just going to be first to print because you had been worded up mm. and you knew what the news was going to be? Mm. I don't know. If you're doing a grand presidential assassination conspiracy, you have to just keep it under your lid and rely on the media to get it right because, later yeah, on. Yeah, you don't, you don't tell you don't the newspaper. Press release. <laughs> because, yeah, that's sus as well because like, even if it was like, oh, the the president and Jackson had been, was it Jackson, Andrew Jackson? Andrew Johnson. Johnson, Andrew Jackson was the other one. Mm. Uh, if you had heard news that the president and Johnson had been attacked mm. and you didn't know their fate at the time because the next bloody news pigeon doesn't arrive for two days, mm. you might print that. Mm. But didn't the guy who was going to kill Johnson just go get drunk instead? Yeah. 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 So there was no no follow-up news to come out of it. Yeah, yeah. Nothing happened. So he wouldn't have even been mentioned because... No. That didn't, didn't... Nothing yeah. happened. Was... That reminds me of the 9-11 where the BBC journalist says, like, the tower's fallen. 
and tell hadn't fallen. Right. Ah, like, oh, they knew. It's like again, you wouldn't tell <laughs> a journalist. Yeah. <laughs> That's the last person you'd tell. Mm. You'd tell a priest in the little booth. Yeah. Tell your doctor. Tell the Pope. You can tell the Pope. In a booth. Yeah. Oh. John Wilkes. So uh, there was also a suggestion that uh, perhaps Johnson had had something to do with it. Mm. A little coup d'etat to take power. Apparently Mary Lincoln uh, was a bit sus on Johnson and Mm. whether he had anything to do with it. But, you know. Well, so there was a book um, that came out in 1907 called Escape and Suicide of John Wilkes Booth. Um, And this claims that Booth had assumed a new identity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And the guy that actually got killed was like John St. Helen. Yeah. And then Booth lived his life as John St. Helen. And in the book, um, that's where it gets first alleged. That Johnson was behind it. Yeah. um, So the person that I think was claiming to be him said, like, he used to tell the author of this book all the secrets. And he's like... There was, a, there was an investigation into the whole thing. Mm. One of the founders of Theosophy was mm. uh, one of the uh, investigators. What is Theosophy again? That's like a sort of religious thing. It's mm. lots of secret societies and things involved. Mm. We might have to do a full episode on it at some point. But uh, I thought that was a, a little magical connection. Yeah, yeah. I, I had another magical connection, actually. This is my own personal theory. Mm. Uh, apparently Houdini was a huge uh, Lincoln stan mm. as well. But one of the reasons he was a huge Lincoln stan is because Lincoln was a bit of a magic fan. Mm. And there'd been some random guy in the Union Army had uh, shown prowess for getting out of knots, getting out of being tied up. Mm. And it had gotten back to Lincoln somehow. Yeah. And so he was this random guy in the army was called in to see Lincoln and like a bunch of high-ranking generals. And they're like, we've heard you're really good at getting untied from things. Like, oh, yeah, we're right. Yeah. They tied him up and he said, just uh, pop out of the room for a minute and come back in. They popped out. They came back in. He was all untied. Right. It was was just he'd like learnt some magic tricks to amuse his fellow soldiers. Okay. But uh, Lincoln had given him, a, had like promoted him to like some sort of scout thing, mm. gave him a little, his little presidential letter, and sent him off on his way, go do army things. Yeah, he'd gone caught with a bunch of other soldiers and by the Confederates, and they were due to be hanged the night before. They were tied to trees. <sighs> Big mistake, guys. Yeah. <laughs> do you know? Do you know who you're dealing with? Yeah. Don't tie this bloke to a tree. Yeah. Uh, he escaped with all of the other guys and got away. Yeah, I think most of them died, but he he, okay. li- he lived. But uh, they the bloody Confederates took his letter from Lincoln, mm. which was his like pride and joy. Mm. So he one day he thought, "I'm going to go get my letter back." Went up to the White House, mm. said, "Oh, can I see the president? I want a new letter." Mm. They said, "Oh, sorry, he's just popped out. Go see a little play." Oh, what was the play? My American Cousin, <laughs> whatever it's called. Yeah. So he went to the theatre to go get it. Too late. Oh. But he oh. never got his letter back. So what do you think? Do you think he was involved? I think he was involved in spiriting Lincoln out of the theatre using magic, using his magic trick skills. 
What do you mean spiriting them out of the theater? Just doing some sort of trick to get the body out of there. Oh. Mm. Getting the real Lincoln out. Put a cloth over it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Gone. But he died anyway. It didn't help. Well, this is the thing I was reading about Lincoln. So he was really sick mm. when he died. This. I read. I read a thing where I was talking about how he'd uh, he'd aged significantly more than he should have. Mm. But that's just all presidents, right? Yeah. Look at yeah, Obama. That's the thing. Yeah. He was yeah. fighting a bloody war on home so- home soil. Yeah. But uh, apparently, people think that he had some sort of cancer. Mm. So what if, knowing that he was going to be dead soon anyway, they were like, what if we fake his assassination so that we get all of the you know, the brownie points from the public, all that martyrdom, mm. rather than him just popping his clogs in a few weeks anyway. Mm. Let's get this magician in, who we know is good with ropes, which there are a lot of in a theatre situation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I like how you've come up with this theory that doesn't actually... I was reading a lot of Miles <laughs> Mathis, the PDF guy. Okay. The guy thinks PDFs are longer than books. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't think the assassination happened at all. Okay. Is it... His thing is, uh, as I read in the American Chronicle, Miles Mathis's MO is to find any points where you have to suspend uh, your disbelief. And if there are enough of them, then it's clear evidence that the event didn't happen at all. Mm. So Miles Mathis's, the American Chronicle, of course, disagrees. They know that someone was assassinated there. Yeah. It just wasn't Lincoln. Uh, Miles Mathis points out that uh, it's ridiculous that he could sneak past all of these people with a big stick mm-hmm, and a mm-hmm. gun and a knife. Mm. Uh, how could you jump from that height and only break one leg? That seems about right to me. Why would it? Why would anyone? Yeah, I can see that. Why mm. would anyone make like take the time to make a grand pronouncement for the audience? Because he was an actor. Yeah. yeah. If you're gonna kill the president, you're gonna say something. Mm. Uh, Eat a dick, yeah. Lincoln. Suck on this. Yeah. Where was Lincoln's security? Which is a good question. Mm. So Lincoln did have a security guard. The Secret Service had only been formed that day. Really? Yeah. To convince. That's a really like poor track record. Yeah. First day. Oh, man. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> we are not good at this. If you were there, you'd be like, well, he signed the papers today, but he obviously meant for us to start tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, haven't gone all through the proper channels just yet. Well, their brief at the time, though, was only to investigate like money, like counterfeiting of mm. money. They hadn't didn't have the bit about say, saving the president by jumping in front of a bullet. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. They wouldn't have had those little... Little walkie talkies in their sleeves, did either? No, definitely not. No. I would have had just regular walkie talkies. Yeah, those big, those big old ones, yeah. <laughs> long antennas. So he did have one security guard who was just not there, right? When it happened, there's um, it's a bunch of paintings of the assassination, and it's got like the empty seat there. It's like, all right, you don't have to paint that in. Uh, he was a bit of a drinker himself, so it's. Probable that he was just next door at the pub or something. Yeah. It's like, no one's going to knock off the president at a play. Yeah. At a funny play. Yeah. He was charged with a neglect of duty. Right. And then the charges were dismissed. Dun, dun, dun. Mm. After the shot, uh, apparently 200 Union soldiers burst into the theatre to take control of the situation or to 
cause organized chaos. Mm. Uh, and why were 200 ready to burst in unless they had some foreknowledge? Yeah, yeah right. Do we like, know if that was true? Uh, apparently, that was according to some lectures that Walt Whitman gave mm. in the, the following years in his retelling. Well, Whitman wasn't there, though. Yeah. Who knows? It's just like bloody Burke Street. Yeah. You, you see all the cops there. Mm. Why didn't they do anything? Yeah. No, it's true. You'll never see footage of John Hawkes, but no, jumping off, the, jumping off the balcony. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I did read Miles Mathis's uh, thing where he suggests that no one was killed at all. Mm. I did not. I found it at times peeling and at times non, not very compelling. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but because I found that, I, and it, also he does note that uh, you have to understand Sandy Hook before you could even th- begin to understand Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> So, wait a minute. So no one in history understood what happened with the Lincoln thing. They didn't understand what really happened with until it. Until Sandy Hook happened and then everyone, oh. Well, one, once you understand what really happened with Sandy Hook, you can understand what yeah. really happened with Lincoln. Yeah. Like the Ford Theatre was closed for years before that play was on. Yeah. Then suddenly it was open again. And <laughs> well, Lincoln look, got shot at it. The Ford Theatre was closed down afterwards. And yeah. they passed the law saying it couldn't be used for any public amusement. It's like... Who was thinking after that happened? Oh yeah, let's put on an even funnier play next time. <laughs> yeah. uh, is it still there? It is still there. It, I think it got torn down and rebuilt. It was used by the army for a little while as like a building, and then <laughs> it's good use for a building. Yeah, it did uh, fall into disrepair at one point. I think the facade out the front fell down and killed a whole bunch of people. Right, some people say. The curse of Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln's uh, curse. Famously loved just murdering random yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they were racists. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> anyway, they did... Um, Group of white supremacists walking down the street. <laughs> <laughs> they did restore it. Uh, they made some changes. For example, they moved the presidential box. I think... No, they moved the stage so it was higher. Mm. Math- Mathis notes that's so that no one realizes how crazy it is that he jumped from that. <laughs> <laughs> or just in case anyone does jump off, we don't yeah. want them to hurt themselves. Public liability. Yeah, they're like a whole bunch of bloody tourists are going to come through here and be like, I'm going to do the bloody booth or boothy. <laughs> <laughs> jump to the stage. JWB! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mathis notes, though, that that reconstruction is just like Sandy Hook and it's just like 9 11. They destroy the crime scene. Mm. Remember when the crime scene at 9-11 was destroyed? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but I mean, they destroyed it years, years after the fact as well. But what crime scene was it? <laughs> like, they, they cleaned it up. No, yeah. I mean, I mean the, the theatre. They oh, didn't yeah. destroy it, like, immediately. No. it was. There was plenty of time for an intrepid investigator yeah. to get in and find the, all the facts. But because I read this Miles Mathis thing, I did find this other blog post on this website called The American Chronicle. By a guy called Tony Bond. Mm. And I thought when I read this that they were ripping into Miles Mathis. Mm. Uh, we'll just say that this person is even more anti-Semitic than Miles Mathis. Okay. We're speaking of Miles Mathis, a true Renaissance man whose interests stretch from art to physics, mathematics, science, history, poetry, and most likely much more. Mm. Interests which some may see as mutually exclusive. Unless, of course, one is speaking of a bona fide polymath. Whoa. It's all the more remarkable that we would endorse Mathis's writings because it's not our habit to champion Jews. 
<laughs> whom we regard as the source of many of the great ills in the Western world. Yeah, you just don't need to bring out a hard J in this situation. You're just fine. Oh, you should. The J's only get harder, mate. Right. Mathis describes himself either as Jew or half Jew, the latter of which might be akin to being half pregnant. However, I, well, <laughs> in his defence, Mathis is very objective in assigning responsibility where it is due. That's with a D. Yeah. And holds no prejudicial animus towards Jews. One example where Mathis has shown originality is in the computation of pi, which anyone with grade school mathematics education would tell you is 3.14 ad infinitum, world without end. However, in the case of our mathematician, we learned that it is 4 when dealing with a circle in motion. He only cracked bloody pi, didn't he, Mathis? Jeez. Wait, so pi is... Is that true? No. No, of course it's not true. Remember, Miles Mathis is crazy. Yeah, right. Yeah. He provides the proof which should turn the world of mathematics upside down, but for some reason is being suppressed. We can't imagine why. Mm. Brackets, wink, wink. Now, I thought they were taking the piss out of Miles Mathis with that. Mm. What I discovered is that uh, they're not. Okay. <laughs> they, they're like, oh, this guy bloody cracked pie. What else has he cracked? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> even if he is a hard J. Yeah. And it's not like we need the world of mathematics to prove that. Surely there's not like some department of maths that we need to determine whether a pi is four. Yeah. Surely anyone with a bloody calculator could figure it out. With, so they're saying that like the elite are trying to keep us all dumb to the secrets of the world. Mm. Yeah. So they like, oh, they're fudging it. So pi is never going to, they're never going to quick to that. Pi. Yeah. Why do we need it? Yeah. yeah. Why do we need it? Uh, oh, circles? You need it for a rocket ship, maybe? Yeah. yeah. Like to do a proper rocket that goes to another galaxy? It's probably in the mix there somewhere, somewhere right? Yeah. You need Make, to know how circles work. Making a... Building something. Mm. Oh, yeah. I've got to build a big thing. Like building something proper. Yeah. Yeah. Like a house. Yeah. No, we can build houses. I mean building something that really transcends current technology oh Maybe okay you're saying if we twig to that yeah we'll be able to time travel yeah we can do some, ah. we can, we can do some real proper fucking circles so Ugh. if we take if we take my commodore yeah. and every time that they've used pi to calculate something they shifted all those numbers to four instead of 3.14 exactly i'd have a delorean yeah or something we don't even know about yet yeah jesus the world the world's open to us all yeah but uh elon musk's probably Oh, he's definitely working All on four. All of his cars are working on four. Yeah. <laughs> he's one of the space. You yeah, know that? Yeah. That's a four. With a dead body in it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, they note that even though they've written previously that uh, John Wilkes Booth murdered somebody else, they, uh, they were quite surprised to learn that nobody was murdered at all. Right. The whole thing was faked. And I thought, oh, you must be taking the piss. And then, like, the next few posts are all using Miles Mathis as an academic source right. for other things. <laughs> <laughs> so you got Mathis pilled. Yeah, everyone's a spy in Mathis's thing. There's all these intelligence people. Yeah. There's all like, too many coincidences. So that's, I guess that's the, uh, that's about it for Lincoln assassination conspiracy theories.
Right, so we've talked about Abraham Lincoln, whether he actually was murdered or not. Mm-hmm. I think we can assume he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but well, if he wasn't murdered, he's dead. Yeah. There's a, another mystery in all of this, which is the death of John Wilkes Booth and whether he really died in the barn as they claim mm. or if he went on to live quite a full life. A couple of different lives. Mm. Some, some theories that he went to Sri Lanka. Others put him in different, like, other major events and he just lived a, a swashbuckling life, was right. how it was described. Um, so, yeah. There were, in um, 1898, there were news reports that he'd been spotted in Brazil. One of the witnesses was uh, J.M. Christ, a lady. Mm. In 1865, she and her husband were in Havana six weeks after the assassination. Uh, they are on a cruise and John Wilkes Booth came on the boat with them. Right. And uh, because he was still suffering from his broken leg, she gave up her cabin to him. And at the end of the voyage, he rewarded her by giving her his ring with JWB engraved on inside. She right. kept a secret for how many years is it between 1865 and 1898? Just a little 33 years. Oh. oh. I was like trying to do the math. Yeah, I had just got to the number in my head and yeah. I was like, oh. There was also, yeah, there's a bunch of other sightings all around mm. the place. The biggest sort of sighting, though, is uh, by a guy called Finnis Bates. Mm. He claims that he knew a guy called John, is it John St. John? Uh, John St. Helen. John St. Helen. Yep. He was his lawyer. Mm. And uh, John St. Helen beckoned to him one day because he'd gotten very sick. Mm. He was on his deathbed. Oh, if I'm ever on my deathbed... I'm going to do some beckoning. Yeah. But make sure you're on your deathbed. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do what John St. Helen did, which is on his deathbed, he called his lawyer, Finnis Bates, to mm. him. said, Finnis, I've got to tell you something. I've been uh, pulling a little swifty on you. My name's not really John St. Helen. A super fake name, by the way. Yeah. Uh, it's actually John Wilkes Booth. You might have heard of me. Pretty famous actor. Yeah. Some other stuff. Yeah. yeah. If that ever comes out, I'll really need a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he laid out the whole story, which was basically that uh, Andrew Johnson had arranged for him to kill the president. Mm. Then he very awkwardly didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't make big claims or admissions on your deathbed if you're definitely not about to die. So I've seen a few different... Takes on this. One is that uh, he went to Bates and said, oh, you know, just ignore all that. Uh, <laughs> I was just a bit loopy from the cold medicine or whatever. Mm. Uh, Thought I was about to die. Yeah. I think they were like cocaine was still available over the counter. So, yeah. you know. And Bates was like, yeah, no worries, mate. Uh, I won't say anything about it to anyone. I didn't believe you anyway. Yeah. Uh, I think the other thing was that uh, the other way I saw it written was that he went to base and said, "Look, let's keep that under your hat." <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. We all fucking hate Lincoln, right? Yeah. yeah. Or a bunch of white blokes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Bates didn't keep it under his hat. He went to the, the authorities and said he had information about John Wilkes Booth still being alive. Right. And they just ignored him. <laughs> Classic. Incompetent. That sounds like too much paperwork, cops. Yeah. 
few years later, a guy called David George mm. shows up in some little town in, I think, Tennessee, uh, where he killed himself with a bit of strychnine-laced coffee. Mm. And uh, I think he started telling people he was John Wilkes Booth as well. Okay. Anyway, Finnis finds this David George guy and says, oh, yeah, that's John St. Helen. Right. A.K.A. John Wilkes Booth. That's the guy that told me he was John Wilkes Booth. Yeah. And then he sort of, there's a bit of back and forth with the body, mm. but eventually Finnis takes ownership of it and starts like marketing it as like a sideshow attraction. Mm. So he mummifies the body. Mm. Yeah. Um, for some reason, it was always noted the body was wearing uh, khaki shorts. <laughs> and that was like pointed out in some one that I read. It was like, and that's always seemed to be mentioned. There you go. Put some khaki shorts on, mm. mummified him, wheeled him around the country. Yeah. So he, I think he was like renting him out to different circuses and different like traveling things. Apparently, massive flop wherever it went. <laughs> uh, like Tutankhamun, it seemed there was a curse attached to the mummified, this mummified corpse mm. <laughs> of either a drifter or John Wilkesbury. Yeah. As opposed to all those other famous mummified corpses that, yeah. that really set fire to the, the entertainment world at the time. Well, I was saying to Salty before, like, is it a curse or is it just that even if it was the corpse of John Wilkes Booth, there's very little interest in that? Mm. Like when you go to the fun fair, yeah. like, oh, let's take our chance on the old uh, rock'em sock'em ball into the clown mouth thing. Yep. I don't know where you got rock'em sock'em, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's try out the, you know, the big, ha- we'll do the big hammer. Yeah. We'll do the strength test. Yeah. yeah. We'll Even bo- though that's rigged. We'll box with a strong man. Yeah. Did you not do well on the strength test, Cam? I got the high score on one in a time zone. Yeah, there you go. Did you not do well on one, Cam? We'll do, we'll do the... <laughs> <laughs> we'll do the... Throwing the balls in the clown's mouth, even though that's rigged as well. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll pop some balloons with little BB guns. Fighting a Another strong... rigged one. Fighting a strong man. Mm. For, two, would, for two minutes. Yeah, that, that, would, that definitely would have been in there. Yeah. And I want to see someone fight a strong man. Yeah. I'll have some fairy floss. We'll see a bearded lady. Yeah. It'll be great. Oh, just before we go, though, a little fun memory for the family. <laughs> but I see the corpse of John Wilkes Booth, the assassin of our most beloved president. Yeah. Mm. Or potentially the body of just some bloke. Yeah, some random drifter. <laughs> I want to see a dead body. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, huge flop. Eventually the body goes, disappears. Yeah. I don't know, they don't know where it is in the 70s. Mm. In the 1970s, yeah, they lose track of it. Possibly in the hands of a private collector, or possibly it just ended up in a skip. Yeah, yeah. it's probably one of those things. They were like, "Oh, look, it's one of those old fake fairground, bloody fairground attractions, yeah. like a Fiji mermaid." <laughs> they did a good job of this one. Do we want it? Nah, uh, skip it. <laughs> it's not like it's John Wilkes Booth. Yeah, it's not like it's really him. And then someone comes in later on. Hey, you see my John Wilkes Booth lying around? <laughs> oh. Um, if it is in the hands of a private collector, mm. I would really like to know what else was in that collection. Because yeah. if you can get your hands on that, I bet you've got your hands on some other things. Like yeah, some fucked up stuff. Yeah. Well, I wonder or if they're on T disruptor. <laughs> yep, I don't know what that is, but yep. A Star Trek reference. Okay. I wonder if it's a collection of weird stuff or if it's a collection of Lincoln and Boothania. Because apparently there's a lot of collections of that. Right. Uh, Houdini was a big collector of Lincoln stuff, and so was Henry Ford. Uh, the Carmen, no relation to the Ford Theatre 
family. Mm. Mm. Is that also a massive racist? I think, yeah, Henry Ford was a bit racist. I mean, anyone in that time. And wasn't Henry Ford an anti-Semite as well? A bit of a yeah, I think Nazi? That, yeah. Mm. But he apparently was the same. Let's, let's check this before we slander him. Allegedly, politically. I think it's famously. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he, I think he printed copies of uh, like the Protocols of the Elders of Zion and stuff. Okay, let's check that out. So politically he did. Politically he was a racist. <laughs> uh, but apparently he was very fascinated with uh, Lincoln. Uh, in the Ford collection, he has the, the chair that he was shot in. Yeah, right. Right. And a bunch of other stuff. But uh, he also famously, or no, not famously, he also hired someone to spend a year investigating whether John Wilkes Booth was the really killed in the barn or if he was this guy. Mm. So there was another, yeah, so the, so, way, the, the, the way the swap happened mm. was... John Wilkes Booth's papers fell out of his pocket and he said to the this bloke, um, Ruddy? Hang on. Yeah, a plantation overseer by the name of Ruddy. That's mm. the only name they give him. Um, to fetch his papers, which had fallen out of his pocket while crossing a river. Ruddy uh, said, hang on a second. If I've got your papers on me and I get killed, mm. aren't people going to think that I'm you? And John Wilkes Booth said to him, no, because you're clearly, you've got a very red hair. Mm. And I have famously black hair. So, Ruddy, don't worry about that happening. Yeah. It's fine. Um, yeah. So and then the, shot. the medical, medical examiner goes in and goes, this doesn't look like John Wilkes Booth, but it's John Wilkes Booth. Yeah. yeah. No, no, the other way around. He goes, this is John Wilkes Booth. Although it doesn't look anything like John Wilkes Booth, this is <laughs> undoubtedly... John Wilkes Booth. Got his papers on him. So, yeah, this guy with the papers was in the barn. Apparently the first thing that uh, the guy that came out, the co-conspirator, when he came out, the first thing he said to him is, it's not John Wilkes Booth in there. Because they're, they're, <laughs> they're all outside saying, John Wilkes Booth, come out with your hands up. This guy comes out with his hands up. He's like, guys. Awkward. This is super <laughs> awkward. It's not John Wilkes Booth. 36 hours later, uh, after ha- having had a Hessian sack over his head, Almost that entire time, and probably a bit of beating. Mm. He was like, "Yeah, that was John Wilkes Booth." <laughs> Got you. Yeah. Um, I, I beat like, it out of him. I like, um, you know, it's that kind of classic trope in sort of parody movies where they do a big siege of a place, and some guys out like, "What are you doing here? It's the house over." Oh, sorry. <laughs> like, go over. <laughs> uh, there was a few. A few of the Union soldiers had known John Wilkes Booth. Uh, when they saw the body, they were like, "That's not him." Mm. Fun thing. Got red hair. Yeah. Uh, shut up, guys. They were told. Yeah. Don't need to talk about what you've seen here today. The medical examiner, as you noted, uh, he had treated John Wilkes Booth. Uh, he'd removed, I think, a tumor from his neck. Right. Mm. And he was like, yeah, no, this is not him. This dude's all freckled. Like, he's a famous, like, there's some sort of freckled ginger guy. Mm. Yeah, right. This is definitely not John Wilkes Booth. But in his report, like, yep, yeah, it's John Wilkes Booth. Just doesn't look anything like him. Right. He'd been through a bit of an ordeal. Maybe he was... Yeah, maybe his hair turned red from shock. Yeah. Instead yeah. of white. And like in like it. the Crash Dash Dummy song. Oh, I always thought the movie It. Mm-hmm. In the book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry. Um, so we were all going to bust into it then. Sorry. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> so... 
the Sri Lanka one, mm. allegedly he was spirit or, spirited away by the um, – so he was never actually cornered at the barn in this story. Yeah. And then he was he met with some supporters and they got him out of the country to Sri Lanka, India the, and the Hawaiian Islands. Uh, I think this is from Wikipedia. It says, after four years ago – after four years or so, he returned to the States. Similar stories had long circulated, painting Booth's supposedly posthumous exploits as those of a swashbuckler. A reconstruction era Zelig. Zelig. Who's Zelig again? I mean, maybe sort of sort, sort of like Zorro, maybe. Who always found himself amongst the day's most interesting world shakers. In the legends, he was a romantic figure. The killer doomed exile, yet still living an enviable adventure. <laughs> Who makes him a superhero or whatever? Like a fun little, ah, Wilkes Booth. What's he yeah. going to get up to next? Well, swinging from ropes. Yeah. Way. I think some of the people that might have been into that were his descendants. Mm. Who I saw some interviews with some of them. They don't, they don't, I don't think they're super racist or anything. I think that they've just grown up hearing that. Uh, oh, by the way, the, what like the official story you learn in school is perhaps not quite the truth mm. right, about your uh, great un- great great uncle. So, with the guy that died in 1903 of strychnine poisoning. Mm. So the real John Wilkes Booth is buried in the Booth family plot at this at this cemetery, and there's some guy read this book that Finnis wrote. He wrote uh, the suicide, the escape and suicide of John Wilkes Booth. Mm. This guy read this book in the seventies and became obsessed with it, and he started trying to prove that it was true, and so he managed to convince uh, almost all of John Wilkes Booth's descendants <laughs> to get on board with digging the body up. Mm. And uh, the Smithsonian were going to do tests mm. to. I think that they had a way they can take all of the photos they have of John Wilkes Booth and overlay them, and then overlay them against the skull and right. see if they match. Okay. Uh, and everything. Initially, the family were not on board, but eventually, when the Smithsonian got involved, I think they were like, "Oh yeah," and some of them were Booth truthers. Mm. Like, they thought that he hadn't really died mm. in the barn. So everything was fine, except then, the uh, like, the state government wouldn't let them dig up the body. They, like, they, they sued to dig up their own family member. Right. And they're like, apparently there's some sort of rule where you can't just dig up a body for, like, crazy reasons. Bloody red tape once again. Is that that whole eminent domain thing where, like, the government owns the land, so once you put a body in the land, it belongs to the government? No, I guess maybe could be. I'll tell you what, I'm not going to be. Don't put my body in the ground if that's the rules. You don't be owned. Put it somewhere handy where you can scatter me to the wind. Pour it out yeah. if you need me. Yeah, it's on a shelf. Hmm. Let's bloody wheel them around. Yeah. Get some circus going. Yeah. Got my mum in the cupboard. Yeah. Okay. Just in case. Right. Uh, a few years later, they came up with. <laughs> Just leave that. <laughs> <laughs> A few years later, they came up with an alternative uh, way to solve the mystery. Yep. Which was they had the DNA, or they could get the DNA of the brother from famous his, brother from his body. Mm. They could just nick a little bit out of his bones, mm. and then they not all of John the official John Wilkes Booth's bones are in his grave. Uh, there's like three collarbones from where he was shot, which are in an army museum. Three collarbones. Well, like three bits of his collarbone. Okay. That maybe had a bit of a bullet break them up. 
Yeah. yeah. Okay. But uh, they're in an army museum. Okay. And they can do very... They just have to destroy a tiny bit of them to get yeah. a DNA sample, which they could then compare to the brother's bones. Yeah. And they could say, all right, is this a familial match? The army, even though they reckon it'd be cool, yeah, wouldn't let it happen. Because we've got to save those bones for posterity. So they only want to break a tiny bit off. And we already know that it's not a, a good draw card. Because mm. yeah. it's like... The whole body wasn't pulling numbers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a fucking collarbone. No one gives a shit about the Three bits bone. of random bone. Yeah. Just replace it with a chicken bone for a bit. Yeah. No one will know. It seems like a lot of people are not interested in knowing the truth about this. So the FBI was investigating right up until the 70s as well. Mm. Mm. And they... I can't remember what the, the actual context of the article was, but basically they found nothing untoward and they, they basically thought it was all... Yeah. It turned oh. out that the federal government was correct. <laughs> <laughs> we were right then, we're right now. Um, but they read, um, they read, went through all of his um, notes and stuff, all his, his communications to the other um, conspirators, and they thought there might have been secret code in there somewhere. Mm. Um, but they said they didn't find anything uh, beyond his melodramatic and arrogant prose. So they gave him a bit of a, a, a backhander, bad. yeah. <laughs> Not only is he a president murder, murderer, mm. garbage writer as well. <laughs> Arrogant. I also saw a theory. This is like, the I think this might be the apex of the craziness, uh, which was that he didn't commit suicide in 1903. He was murdered by Jesse James, Ooh. who oh. was also, who also didn't die when he was supposed to. Yeah. But uh, had faked his own death and went on to live to 107. Whoa. That's good for back then. Yeah. But he killed uh, Booth because they were both part of the Knights of the Golden Circle, mm. which was a secret society, which I think was like a secret Confederate society. Mm. Now, Booth was actually in this. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if Jesse James was, but uh, Booth was shooting his mouth off too much about what had really happened. Mm. And so Jesse James had to come in and clean up. And I just found this on this one blog post right <laughs> but it's but it sort of started to spread amongst these other things and it had this quote it had a quote about uh the soldiers that noted that his hair was red uh which was like ah oh, his hair's turned red awfully fast and i was like but i think that quote just comes from this crazy jesse james thing but i saw right. it like put in other less crazy things right i was like that interesting how fake news spreads mm. Anyway. So was Jesse James not murdered straightening a picture frame? Is no. That, that not real as well? Oh, that movie lied to me. <laughs> um, another fun little... That's a great movie. Another fun little tidbit. Not really a conspiracy, but uh, John Wilkes Booth's brother was a huge fan of Abraham Lincoln. So when his brother did the, the murdering, he's like, oh, man. I'm just going to be so hated right now and I'm so in anguish. And basically became an alcoholic. Then a few years later, I don't know, I can't remember how long, uh, he saved the life of Abraham Lincoln's son. Right. Coincidentally, I think his son slipped off like a train platform or something and he rescued him. Uh, and then later on, like didn't know who it was, later on someone overheard the son saying, oh, I was rescued by bloody... 
Edwin, Edwin Booth. Booth, the famous actor that's now a famous drunk. Like, <laughs> whoa. And so that got back to Edwin Booth and he then felt so absolved of all the guilt because he'd saved the life. Yeah, right. yeah. uh, turned his life around and got into acting again. Nice. Actually, just before we wrap up, mm. speaking of fake news, mm. I did mention this before, but uh, Henry Ford. So Henry Ford spent a year, or he didn't spend a year doing it himself. He hired someone to spend a year looking into it. Do you think the guy like sussed it out after a week and he's like, oof. This guy's got a bit of money. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drag this one out. Well, he's, he spent a year on it. And then I guess Henry Ford lost interest. Because he's like, oh, go, you can go do something else. And he's like, what am I supposed to do with everything I found out? And he's like, just write a, put in a book or something. So he just put it, he wrote an article about it. Right. But the reason he spent a year, he got someone to spend a year investigating it, is because he had uh, been quoted at some point saying history is bunk. He'd made some comment about history being bunk. I think that was part of a larger quote. Mm. But in some newspaper, like, ripped into him over something he'd said and, like, made a bunch of claims about him that he felt were defamatory. Mm. So he sued them. And in the trial, they were like, so what's all this about history being bunk then? Mm. And he tried to, like, elaborate on it. And everyone just took the piss out of him. <laughs> so... What he wanted to do was to set out to prove that history was bunk. Ah. And so he's like, if I can prove that John Wilkes Booth didn't really die in the barn, then everyone will have to agree that I'm actually smart. Pick an easier target. Pick yeah. The, pick the Bible or something. It was a bit of a weird one, but uh, that's why. Yeah, right. It was the original sort of crazy fake news. It's like, you know, Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah. Like becoming president just because people took the piss out of him. Yeah. This was Henry Ford's version of that. <laughs> Righty. Well, it's two weeks of Abraham Lincoln. Mm. So I think we've conclusively proven that he was not assassinated and he was black. Mm. Yeah. Later grew up to be Barack Obama. Where can people find you on the internet, Robo? You can find me at Ale of a Time aleofatime.com is my website. Uh, Keg Bottle Can is my book in bookshops. Makes yep. a great gift. I'm in secondhand bookshops though. No, we checked. There are other beer books in secondhand bookshops. Yep. Mine is too good to give up. If you see it in a secondhand bookshop, just get it because Robert might go into the same bookshop and it'll break his little heart. No, I'll be okay. Someone's yeah. already Because they've already paid their money. Don't, yeah. don't buy it. Burn it. So if anyone does want it, they have to buy, pay full price. Right. Steal it from the op shop that's raising money for disadvantaged people yep. and burn it. Yep. That is a good move. Sweet. <laughs> uh, you can get me at, Insta- uh, at Saltmarsh on Instagram uh, where I'm posting shitloads of art at the moment and Andrew Saltmarsh Illustration on Facebook where I'm posting less art but still some art. Uh, check out Tohada on Patreon. And you can find me at Sextama on Twitter. Gather around me on Facebook and iTunes for my other podcasts. And, of course, you can find us as a unit, a cooked one, uh, twitter.com slash hypothepod. We're on Facebook where you can leave us a heart react. Are we on Instagram now? We are on Instagram now. We have zero posts, mm-hmm. but we're there. So chuck us a sneaky follow. Instagram.com slash hypothepod. I guess so. And you, you just set it up. <laughs> well, that's what it is, but I don't think that's the. I think it's slash users slash. No, I think it is just. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Madness if they did it. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. You're a big company, Instagram. Yeah. They can just but manipulate URLs. Don't 
Don't look at us on a browser. Just open your Instagram app and look us up. No one just browses Instagram on their web browser, do they? I do. When you're creeping. When you're creeping on people, you don't want to accidentally double tap (laughs) on a girl's picture. And you can also find us on things like Spotify and iTunes. Leave us a review. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Grab some merch at uh, cookedunits.com. Yeah. That's it. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Don't worry about a thing. Except if all our world leaders are alien reptilians. I said, don't worry about a thing. Except maybe the fluoride in our water supply contains mind altering drugs. Don't worry. Except whether or not Port Arthur was a false flag operation in which to disarm Australia. I said, don't worry about a thing. I accept. You can definitely hear John Lennon say, I buried Paul at the end of Strawberry Fields forever. Ooh, don't worry about a thing. Except not only did Bush do 9 11, but he also keeps the planes out in Area 51, which. Let's not forget where all the aliens are. Don't worry about a thing. Except Donald Trump is clearly a woman.